0: The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Right now to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. But that's not all. Pay attention, past, present, and future My bookie players during Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk free bet on the Bears Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. And if you win, congrats, you've got extra spending money for the holiday. But if you lose, congratulations as well. My bookie will give you back your money. It's a no brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk all gravy at mybookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP.
1: I couldn't be happier, and if I was not as happy as I am, I wouldn't be here. What can I promise? Passion for my job, but also passion for my club. It's a privilege when a manager goes to a club and uh, and feels you know that happiness in relation to the squad that is going to have. These are not words of the moment. They are not words of me being the Tottenham head coach. These are words that I, I told and I repeated in the last three, four or five years, even as an, as an opponent. To play uh, against Tottenham at White Hart Lane was always hard, but beautiful. is one of these places where I used to go with passion, but also with this, with this respect. I always told about the club potential. I always told about the qualities of the players. I always told the magnificent work the club was doing. I really like this squad and looking to to the young players. Um, there is not one manager in the world that doesn't like to play young players and to help young players to develop. There is not one. The problem is that sometimes you get into clubs where the work that is below you is not good enough to produce these So I look to our history, and uh, and you see that um, the academy is always giving the talents that the first team needs. And of course, I look also forward to to work with that with that profile. When you say beautiful stadium, you are too humble. You have to say the best stadium in the world. I think it's a reality. Training round is second to none. Probably can be only compared with some American football training grounds. You cannot compare with with European football at any level. And I've been in the majority of the best places. Uh, impossible to compare the same as the stadium. I think it's something that has to make, all, to make us all very, very proud. But not just that. It's just the conditions you have. to to, to work are absolutely amazing in relation to the Premier League I think um, we know where we are and we know that we don't belong there we should just play match after match the next match we want to win and that's the same about the next and the next and the next until the last end of season we will see where, uh, where we are, but I know that we are going to be in a different position than we are now. I look forward for the challenge, for the responsibility, to bring happiness to everyone that loves the club.
0: You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website LockBetting.com well there you have it at the top of the show Jose Mourinho has gone to Tottenham I don't quite understand it um, Mauricio Pochettino sacked before Unai Emery before Legon and Solskjaer before Hausenhutel before Marco Silva all people that I thought were ahead of him in the market, although the market didn't actually reflect that. It did see Mauricio Pochettino as a favorite on the day that he went, but that did involve a whole ton of insider money coming in uh, that pushed him from three to one out to even money somehow. And I think a lot of people knew about this appointment and tried to cash in on it because we saw a massive market move with this on the next manager market because House and was the favorite at the end of um, the last Premier League game week, and um, all of a sudden, Mauricio Pochettino pushed ahead of um, House and Hootle and Marco Silva, who was the second favorite, and went straight into favourite. I'm sorry, Marco Silva was the third favorite. Pochettino was the fourth favorite. Unai Emery was the second favorite, and now takes up the favorite position. I don't know why um, he's gone ahead of House and Hootl. Maybe maybe people think that this big sacking is a, is a step. It's sort of a sign, sorry, of things to come in terms of a uh, big club second manager. And with um, their London rivals making a change, maybe Arsenal will be thinking in the same way. But it now makes the game between West Ham and Tottenham absolutely massive. And I will be doing a, um, an additional write-up about this, um, about Mourinho, about the prices in terms of um, what he may win and what he may do at Tottenham. Uh, whether it'll be sacked and by the end of next se- by the start of next season, or whatnot, yeah. So those are like little markets that have been put out, and I will address them in a separate article, and I will talk more about this game separately, which is why um, I'm not going to lock it either. Uh, I'm not going to lock it up or anything, even though I have a strong feeling about who wins it the the West Ham Tottenham game at 12.30 on Saturday but um, I'll talk more about it in the article um, so I'll be doing a Jose Mourinho article previewing this game and then I'll be doing my usual second article of Premier League predictions and the real game in the week on paper which is Man City versus Chelsea so look out for that on com. in the meantime I'll give you the prices it's 16-5 West Ham 3-1 to 1 the draw and 10-11 to 11 on Tottenham I just think that this has shifted momentum into Tottenham's path and it's a weird one because I wouldn't say this is a new manager bounce because I don't think that some fans are particularly happy about this and neither are some players, but I just think Jose goes into West Ham and and wins this game and I think... It's a good spot for him being that West Ham's record at the moment is pretty poor and maybe they come off better off the international break. They're playing a London rival. Uh, I'm going to this game on Saturday, so I'm expecting a, a decent game. But I think it would have probably been a better game um, played on Mauricio Pochettino. But at the same time, it probably would have been a more of a negative result. I think that, um, Tottenham have struggled away from home. Pochettino hasn't been able to solve the problem. And you can just see Mourinho coming straight in here and winning this game. Um, maybe even with a clean sheet and just really tightening up at the back and just trying to start with a win and nicking this game, knowing that he's got a, a top class finisher up top in Harry Kane. That's just how I see it. um, I could be wrong about the way that it plays out in terms of I have a very strong inkling that it'll be a 1-0 win for Tottenham. But I could be wrong. It could play out completely differently. But I think however it does play out, um, it plays out into Tottenham's hands and they end up winning this game. And, and one interesting aspect of this game that I'll discuss more in my piece is how influenced is Mourinho going to be by the by the media and the fact that he's His style has been questioned. His methods have been questioned as to whether they're dated or not. Um, And his style has been questioned for a long time. But it's always been a winning style. And lately, it hasn't been winning. It it didn't win the Premier League at Manchester United. So people are kind of questioning whether this defensive style kind of works. And Tottenham fans don't want this at their club when they're a very attack-minded team. They, They want a more... Attacking style of football, unless it guarantees they're guaranteed to win trophies, which some people say Mourinho does. Some people say he's past it. It's a very interesting dynamic as to whether Mourinho is going to be swayed by playing this attacking football. Because he went onto it, but in sports where he was working, and said a lot about how am I a negative manager? I work with what I have. Sometimes you have to play this way, sometimes you have to play that way. And he made a point about specifically saying how Inter Milan had comfortably beaten Barcelona 3-1 in the first leg and how he said they could have beat them by seven or eight. And then how people only talk about the great defensive performance that they had uh, in Barcelona when they managed to um, lose 1-0, but still go through. And it was a great defensive performance. Yes, but he says they only talk about a defensive performance and they they sort of write the narrative of Mourinho, who has been an attacking manager at times. Um, he points to his record at Real Madrid as well. So it's interesting whether, he, he does seem rattled by it. And it'll be interesting to see whether he comes to Tottenham and tries to do something else. Because I do think if he tries to do something else, it won't work. Because I don't think that This is a manager with all the success that he's had. He needs to change his methods. I think he needs to be backed financially and he needs to bring in the players in order for what he wants to do to work, which is usually two massive centre-backs who not ball-playing centre-backs, but just clear it, get it out. Physical centre-backs, physical holding midfielder. He has that there. And Eric Dyer, who's not been used by Pochettino much lately. And the big centre-forward up front, Harry Kane, who's obviously... He isn't really considered a target man and a ball winner, but he can do that role if he wants. And then you have the other, the, the, the quick wingers coming on. Tottenham have that too in Song and Mora. So the players are there for Mourinho to do Mourinho things. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see whether he disregards that or whether he's taking this very strange job thinking that he has all the tools there to do what he wants to do. It's just so interesting to me. It's such a bad fit. And um, even with Levy being the um, the guy that doesn't give out any money and Mourinho being the guy that always wants to spend a ton of money to build his squad. It's just so many interesting parts. And then even the part where he's come from Chelsea before, the rivals of Tottenham, um, he's sort of shat on his own legacy there in terms of how Chelsea people will feel about him and whether he'll go down as a Chelsea legend. But he's damaged that almost by going to Tottenham it's um it's a weird one it's a weird one it's a it's a real real weird one and I don't know if the American listeners can really sort of understand how how, how odd of a decision this, this really is I guess it's kind of if I could relate it to something it would be like coaching the the Bears and then then coaching the Packers I guess would be the analogy that I would give but um, we'll move on for it because I'm going to write more about it as well because it's so interesting um Arsenal versus Southampton is next, where Arsenal are the 11 to 21 favourites to win this game. It's 19 to 5 the draw, and it's 5 to 1 on Southampton. What we've seen a lot this year is we've seen people rise to the top of the next manager to go market, and then we've seen them win a couple of games or get a couple of positive results. Southampton haven't particularly done that in order for the market to shift. I think they, the thing that happened with that is, is that they got a. Um, the manager got some support from the board in terms of them saying that we support our manager, something that Unai Emery hasn't had. And in addition to that, it's almost more acceptable for Southampton to go on a bad run of results. Um, than it is for Arsenal to go on a bad run of not winning because Arsenal haven't been losing. They've been drawing a lot of games and, um, that doesn't really sit well with the Arsenal fans because that puts you in a position in the league that isn't where Arsenal should be. Um, Not just in the opinion of their fans, but in my opinion as well, when you're looking at a league table and you're looking at the history of Arsenal and you're looking at the money they've spent for a change, um, they, they shouldn't be on 17 points from six games. Yes, they're sixth in the league, but they're eight points behind fourth place. I mean, this top four race... It is looking like the top four are massively cut adrift of the others. Like Man United on 16, uh, Tottenham on 14, Arsenal on 17 with a minus one goal difference. Uh, Five draws from 12, four wins, five draws, three losses. It's not acceptable and um, this is a must, must win game for Arsenal this week because if he doesn't win this game, he is gone. And uh, I think what we could see in this game is a switch over in terms of the um, the next manager to go market because I do think there'll be a switch over once once Arsenal win this game, and I do think Arsenal do win this game. It's um, against the most out of form team in the league, and that, and that, and that, ex- that excludes only Norwich. So uh, up next we've got Bournemouth versus Wolves. Where Bournemouth are nine to five favourites. It's twenty three to ten to draw, and it's six to four on Wolves. The favouritism of Wolves away from Bournemouth is not, is not something that I can understand here. Uh, Bournemouth are a good home side. They just beat Man United at the start of the month 1 0. Um, I think they're a good live dog here. There's certainly a good team on the, on the double chance market at 4 to 7. So that would be the direction that I would go in this one, although I'm not sure if I'm particularly keen on playing this election. Um, up next you got Brighton against Leicester uh, Leicester the last thing they needed was an international break because they were riding a crest of momentum into that international break um, maybe the players will be benefiting maybe they'll benefit from a rest and they don't have a load of internationals that actually play for the first team when you look at the likes of uh, Tielemans um, Telemans and Madison they didn't actually play foot, that much football in the window um, Chilwell did because he looks like he's now the England left back Michael did Maguire did uh, sorry Maguire's not at Leicester what am I talking about? sorry um, Soyonku probably did at the back uh, Evans for Ireland So some players did some people some players didn't Vardy was left at home which is good for them That's really they're really benefiting from that but I'm not picking this is my favourite bet this week, but I think Leicester go and down and win at Brighton. They're at 11-10, which I think is a bit short. Uh, Brighton at 3-1. to one. They're a team with a decent home record. You saw what they did to Tottenham here this season. So this is a tough one to pick. Um, the draw is 5-2 if you like that, but I'm leaning Leicester here up next Palace versus Liverpool where Palace are 7-1 underdogs 8-15 to a draw and 1-2 to on Liverpool just inside the realm of what we can pick so we'll take Liverpool to keep winning although they're still having defensive issues um, Van Dijk had a knock that he needs to shake off um, they're still playing Lovren at the back because Matip's not back uh, Joe Gomez had a knock in the international break as well um, I still think the league is not over I do don't think it's over because Liverpool are still going to have that tricky uh world club championship to negotiate. Therefore they'll have to come back and play a game in hand and um I think they and, and they've managed to not eliminate themselves from the League Cup, which is odd. Um they had that game against Arsenal. I think you're gonna see an unbelievably weak Liverpool team again in the um in the next uh, Carabao Cup match. That's what I will say. Um, I think they're going to just play a whole, whole bunch of kids. And I think the bookies have caught on to that because they've already got Aston Villa as the one to two favorites, knowing that Liverpool are going to be playing in the club championship, the world club championship the next day, believe it or not. But, um, obviously they're going to leave um one squad at home and send one squad to the um to the world club championships and the squad that are left at home are going to get absolutely obliterated by Aston Villa so even though it's one to two I would pile on to that bet Uh, as far as this game goes I can't see past Liverpool winning at Crystal Palace to be honest um up next Everton versus Norwich Everton are the eight to fifteen favourites. It's nineteen to five. The draw and it's thirteen to two on Norwich. Norwich are going down. They've um, completely lost their footing here in the Premier League this season. Um, this is a prime spot for Everton to pick up a, a much-needed win. They're down to fifteenth in the table. Uh, Marco Silva is still under pressure. Contrary to him dropping below some people in the Next Cup managers to go market. I still think he represents some decent value there at 7-1. to one. If they don't win this game, he represents some incredible value here, um, especially if they lose this game. I mean, if they lose this game to Norwich, Norwich can't even get out of the relegation zone. That's how bad they've been in with their form recently, but uh, I don't expect that to happen. Uh, Norwich are a dead Dead team. It's amazing that they moved on to seven points quite a while ago by beating Manchester City and since then have gone on an incredible losing streak, whereas um, Everton themselves. Certainly not the most um, consistent team in the Premier League at all. Um, They win, they lose, they draw, they win, they lose, they draw. It's just very difficult to gauge what position Everton are in. But one thing's for sure, they're in a better position than this Norwich team at this point in time. Seven points only this season. Um, They've had that since the defeat against Manchester City. Been an absolute... Free fall since that time, and for me, they're absolutely unbackable here in this spot. I don't even think they're a good underdog. Um, just loss after loss after loss, and um, I do think Everton pick up the win in this game. Moving on, as we move down the list, we look at the um, the last three o'clock sat three o'clock game on Saturday, which is Watford versus Burnley. Where Watford are available six to five. It's twenty three to ten to draw, and twenty one to ten on Burnley. I can't see past the Watford revival here. You know Burnley have been decent this season and they're able to pull up good results. They're obviously a better home team than they are an away team. And in this situation, um, I think Watford will stay up and I think they'll start to move away. And I think Troy Deeney is very important to them. And um, I think they'll just get back to winning ways. This is a game they can win. And um, I think the league table will start to look very different. Are Watford going to get into the top half? No. Are they even going to get into positions 10 to 15? No, they're going to be around about this area this season because um, they don't look as secure as they do. And they're certainly not as good as the other teams that you're looking at in this kind of section where you're looking at a Bournemouth and a Palace and uh, even a Burnley themselves and even Sheffield United, I think, will come down into this area. Don't think they're going to be a top half club. I think Villa are probably better than Watford. But aside from that, I think that they, they are good enough to finish above Norwich. I think they are good enough to finish above Southampton. I think they're good enough to finish above Brighton. Um, so, yeah, they they're going to be down there, but they're going to be OK as well. Manchester City versus Chelsea sees Manchester City as the one to two favourites here. Uh, 11 to 20 in some places is the best price. 19 to 5 the draw and 5 to 1 on Chelsea. Chelsea are in very, very good form. But I think with that whole shootout situation, this could be their Achilles heel here. Um, I like Man City to win, but it's quite short. Uh, I like both teams to score better in this game in terms of um, giving yourself a definite winner, which is um, obviously indicated by the price because it's it's worse. It's four to nine. Um, in addition to that, I like both teams to score and Manchester City to win, which is available at six to four plus 150. So a lot of ways to go in this game. But for me... It's goals, goals, goals. Um, obviously, um, both teams to score and Man City to win is a great bet. But you're looking for even more security, it just popped into my mind to check both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. Uh, you can get that at 5 to 6. Yeah, definitely the more safe route to go for you guys. But goals... Both teams to get them um, and, uh, and, and Man City to run out the winners here and, and keep the pressure on, on Liverpool. And I think that pressure will only come if it remains at nine points. Manchester City win the game at mid-Manchester, uh, which cuts it down to six. And then you see a few points drop from over-scheduling due to the World Club Championship. That's how the way anyway, Liverpool drop this title now. The only game on Sunday, Sheffield United versus Manchester United, where... <coughs> It's 5-2 on Sheffield United, 9-4 to to draw and 5-4 on Man U. Uh, I think that's quite short on United. I think um, what we're more likely to see here is two teams countering each other out and um, I think we see the game go under. The under over here is um, slightly favoured towards the under at 8-11. I still like it. Um, I think Manchester United could nick this game um, but at best... I think in terms of um, getting close to that number, you may see Sheffield United um, and pull out a draw here, possibly a one-all draw, I think would be my score prediction for this. Uh, I don't think it'll be as drab as a nil-nil because I do expect somebody to break through, hopefully Man United and more likely Man United. But if Sheffield United win this game one-nil the same way Bournemouth beat Man U, are you surprised? Because Man United are very much up and down team and their away record's not very good. So there's a lot of ways where this one can go. I'm just not gonna be a man you backer at five to four at this point in time until I see a little bit more consistency for him. I was happy with the Bryan performance. I picked it. On uh, on our website, we're on an unbelievable run over there, which I'll talk about at the end of the show. But uh, for here and now, I'm going to take the under here. Uh, last game on Monday, Aston Villa versus Newcastle, 21 to 20 on the Villa, five to two to draw, and five to two on Newcastle. Newcastle have had some really good away results this season, but I just think Aston Villa turn up on this spot Monday night football at home. Uh, the fans will be relishing it. I think Villa turn up here and put on a good performance. I'm going to take Villa at the price, although it is slightly short. Um. I'm going to still take them here at the price of 21 to 20 to win this game but certainly won't be a lock let's close out with the lock dog parlay here on the show but before we do that let's go back and look at a little bit of history five years ago i came on this podcast because i killed it doing the 2014 world cup I then was given the EPL show on the basis of successful Champions League shows year in and year out. And in the first year of the EPL show, my record was 25 and 13. And last year it was 47 and 11, which is ridiculous. That will never happen again. Off the back of that, I set up Um, The services that I do, originally it was datajesus.net, which is followed by lockbetting.com under a brand change. I've had now 65 months of straight profit and um, it's just constant and it's posted on the lockbetting.com website for free in Public public view where members could very easily dispute it it's a public forum and nobody has ever disputed the profits of our P; l We win money every month we've done it for 65 months in a row that's me that's how I got to this point on this show my lot record, my picks. I also write an article over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I was asked to do more content. Uh, I'm on the fight show where I'm 25 and 7 on the year. But still, after all of this, after all these years, the bullshit that I had to listen to when I was on a 2-5 and five run at the start of the season with my locks, 0-2 at first, then 2-2, and and then 2-5, and 5, the digs, the sarcasm, the comments... Did you think all of a sudden, did you really think I didn't know what I was doing? Uh, did you think that I didn't have a clue about the NFL when we started with some losing weeks? Not started, we continued to, to have losing weeks in and out throughout. But I've been profitable every single year since 2014 in the NFL. And look what ended up happening with the soccer and the NFL. 9-0 and week. In the NFL, 9-0 run, sorry, 7-0 week in the NFL, week 11. Turns the little bit of losses that we had, we were about three, three point thirteen point seven units down on the season, turned it all the way around. We're now well into profit in the NFL. We've done it in two weeks, complete turnaround. That's how quickly things can change. And the soccer, 10-1 run in the soccer, lost one bet since uh, the last... EPL weekend completely sweeped the international week but let's not just talk about runs let's these these short-term runs let's talk about the gradual winning and the turnaround from the two and five start to a lot record of free picks that now sits at 12 and seven that's a 10 and two free Public run on this podcast for the person that you decided to act on Twitter as if I didn't know what I was doing anymore. That's not the situation, clearly. 13 and 3 on my European show, 12 and 7 on the EPL show, complete recovery, complete at this juncture. There's a reason why I am on this show. There's a reason why Christian Pina is on this show. People like us who, who sell picks, we, we don't, this is a, this is a podcast that that's, goes against selling picks. Sean and Ryan's sarcastically mock, Sean and Ryan would sarcastically mock people that sell picks. Do you have to understand how good that people need to be to be able to come on here and sell and promote <coughs> a picking service in order to do that? And you even understand the reason behind why I pick. Why don't you ask my clients when sometimes we post bets from certain websites and I insert the stake into the bet slip when I want them to bet at 100 or 200 for one or two unit bets or three unit bets. It always says maximum stake allowed is a, and it always says I'm allowed to bet a lot less than they are. I am reduced with my stakes at every single bookie in the UK. They, they've, they've banned me. I'm not allowed to bet what I want. They're afraid of me. They run from me. They don't want to let me bet. Why? Because I have a massive P&L profit with every single one of them. Every single one. There isn't a bookie that I haven't cleaned out in the last seven or eight years. There isn't a bookie where my p l isn't sitting at over 5,000 in profit. That's why I'm limited, and that's why I sell the pics to fuck them off in a completely different way. I don't necessarily, when I started this, I didn't need the money because I was winning so much from gambling um, myself. But now I can't because my hands are tired. Because I cannot go there and, and, and put on these these bets and and win as much money as I can from these accounts. So why not let you do it? And at the same time, why not make profit from selling the picks? That is the most justifiable reason you'll ever hear for anybody selling picks. And the thing is, is that 90% of the guys out there have no right to do it. Tony George, Doc Sports, is down 144 units on his NFL season. He's the number one guy at, Doc, at Doc's. He sells NFL weekend packages for $99 and season packages for $1,000. You'll be paying a thousand dollars for the season to be down one hundred and forty-four units. If you went with him, that's fourteen grand, man. This is this is what's happening. The NFL has been brutal this year. The EPL is always brutal. It's the most difficult league in the world. And I come on here and give you twenty-five and thirteen in one season, forty-seven and eleven on another season. And I'm mocked for a two and five start. And now we're sitting here at 12 and seven on a 10 and two run. How stupid do you need to be to at me that you're shit? And you'll do it again. I know certain people will do it again. If there's any kind of lock lost or a couple drop by the wayside, boom, in will come the trolls. And maybe I didn't have any awareness of it whilst I was sitting off Twitter, but I'm back now. And quite frankly, you're bullshit motivates me and I think it motivates a lot of people in this situation just to just just to do a lot better. And um as I said, numbers speak for themselves. The PL speaks for itself. It's posted for free. Every month, Lockbetting.com. You don't have to be a member to see it. And um, as I said, the statistics are there. Fight show 25 and 7. European show 13 and 3. EPL show now 12 and 7. 9 and 0 run in the NFL. 10 and 1 run in the soccer. And we will continue to go from strength to strength because now we've had a look at everybody. We are dialed in and week by week. EPL, NFL, European football. It's profit season. So if you want to get involved, lockbetting.com is the place to go. If you want to be a troll, at me. At lockbetting is my Twitter. Say what the fuck you want. It doesn't bother me. I knew that we would turn it around. I knew that we'd be in this position. I've got, I'm a guy who's who has a service with 65 consecutive months of profit. And you know why? It's only got 65 months of profit. Because it started 65 months ago. It's 65 and 0. You know, it's I can't, I'm not here to sell it to you. I'm just here to shut some people up who had a lot to say for themselves early on in the season. And uh, I think my point has been made as eloquently as I possibly can. The lock this week, which is probably what all you guys are waiting for, it's Arsenal. It's not a great price, but it is a great pick because they are in a situation that they cannot lose this weekend. It's a must win situation. If this lock loses, Arsenal will lose their manager, Unai Emery will no longer be in charge. This is an unacceptable result given the situation that Arsenal are in and given the form of Southampton. This is a must-win game. And although there are more attractive options on the board, like Leicester and Tottenham, the selections that I liked, um, this is the one that I'm going to go with in this situation. For a parlay, very simple. Two teams from Merseyside... It will return you £225 because it's two one to twos Liverpool and Everton, Liverpool Palace, Everton at home to Norwich. They are the two parlay picks, so just a two legger there. And for the underdog play, um, Bournemouth is the best underdog team here on the board to actually win outright, but um, I do like the look of taking a draw in the Man United-Sheffield United game. I think that one kind of could end in a stalemate there, possibly one goal each. That concludes your EPL show. As I said, the European show will be posted over at lock sorry at lockbetting.com. 33 and 3 is a lock record there. You need to pay ten bucks a month to get that one. That's two and a half dollar, two dollars fifty a show. That's absolutely ludicrous considering the the track record of that show. The fight shows here for free. That's even more ludicrous. Twenty five and seven is the lock run on that. Um, what else is ludicrous? Ludicrous is the offer at the moment with my bookie.ag i spoke about at the start for that um lions bears game that's a ludicrous offer you need to get on board with that and um it's ludicrous that you guys ever doubt me because i always come good don't forget champions league shows next week fight show available now and that's everything you need to know from me that's it from me good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening